0: You are listening to the Pursuit Church Essay Podcast. We are a group of imperfect, real people on a mission to pursue God and love people. From wherever you are listening, we hope that you are encouraged by this week's message.
1: At what point do you just stop and pray? And not just ask God to fix it, but ask God to help you see things the way He does. Yeah. See it through God's eyes. Wouldn't it be great if we could see things the way God sees things? Wouldn't that be awesome? Well, you know what? You can. You can. You see, when you see, when you say yes to Jesus, you start to see things more clearly. You start to see things from God's perspective, from a kingdom perspective. And you'll find that some of the things that you think are impossible now, when you begin to see more clearly, you'll see that with God, anything is possible.
0: With God, anything is possible. Because please tell me how a new church plant with less than 100 people in attendance each week, with less than 100 people, was able to feed over 1,300 people Come on, that's in God. I'll tell you how. With God, anything, anything is possible. You know, years ago when we were back in Houston still, God was working things. He had a plan, and he was working things out behind the scenes. And we didn't, really, we didn't really know what was going on. But I'll tell you this. God was making a plan for us to meet a couple once we did move here to San Antonio, a couple that would become really good friends of ours, a couple that would use their financial resources, their company, their influence, to sow into the food pantry here at Pursuit Church Amen. 12 years later. Amen. 12 years Amen. earlier, God was behind the scenes so working good. things out. And as a result of that, that one relationship, over 1,300 people have been touched by
1: Jesus. Amen, amen. You know, sometimes we need to change our perspective. We need to see things the way that God does. Jesus gives us that when you say yes to him. He gives you a different perspective. And sometimes we even need a new perspective, clearer vision to see what our actual purpose in life is. And, you know, when you say yes to Jesus, he also helps clarify your purpose in life.
0: That's right. So have you ever heard of Aristotle or Socrates, maybe Plato? How about C.S. Lewis? Okay, how about King Solomon? These men were considered great philosophers, great thinkers. And, you know, philosophy is basically the study of purpose and existence. That's a lot more than that, but that's the basic gist of it. And history, if you go back over history, the world's history, it is full of philosophers. Full of philosophers because mankind has always wondered about purpose. Amen. Think about it. Amen. Haven't you ever wondered, why am I here? Why was I born in this generation? Why was I yep. born here? Why, what is the purpose that God has for my life? Amen. We all have. We've all wondered that. And saying yes to Jesus clarifies your purpose in life. You know, sometimes what you think you need is not necessarily what God knows you need. Oh, that's good. Now, I'm not talking about basic life's needs. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is trusting God with those needs and then trusting him with what you want.
1: You see, when, when you say yes to Jesus, it starts to change the way you think. And when you start changing the way you think, you start changing what you want. That's right. This is what Psalm 37, four says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, here's the thing. Some of you may have heard that verse before. I've heard it a hundred times at least, but that verse can be misunderstood It's pretty easy if you just look at it on the surface to think, well, okay, I just ask God what's on my heart and he's going to give it to me.
0: That's not what the verse says. That's not what it says. It's it's easy to mistake that, but it's not what the verse says. This verse says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, to really understand scripture, sometimes you need to look at other translations of it. Because when I think of the word delight, I think I know what that means, right? We all think we know what delight means. But when I looked at other translations, there's some that say "Enjoy the Lord, mm-hmm. enjoy the Lord." But you know what? Leave it up to the International Children's Bible <laughs> to make it really clear, really Take plain. Take it down to the lowest
1: level. I yes. love it.
0: I love it. I love the low level sometimes. And this is what that version says: Enjoy serving the Lord, and He will give you what you want.
1: Yeah, a little different, isn't it? But but this is
0: the point. Delighting in the Lord means living a life of service to him. And as you do that, our purpose becomes clearer. So let me give you an example of what that kind of lives out looking like. Back in 2007 we were still in houston i don't know if y'all know this but i'm from houston so this is i'm getting used to this, this city it's beautiful i love this city and i never want to go back but in 2007 we were back in the mosquito place right where the humidity good well we started developing a plan to move to san antonio and we were going to move here to expand our real estate brokerage and buy another business and you know just kind of blow things up in san antonio that was the plan right so we developed this big business expansion plan, and we were super excited about more clients, and we were ready to go. Great. We just had to wait for that last child out of all the eight to get out of high school, and of course Terry would be the straggler, the last one. So in 2010, when she got out, we headed up to, we packed up the truck and moved to and Beverly. Moved to
1: Beverly. I mean, <laughs> you old enough not to remember. That, oh no, some. Anyway. some of you, if you're less than 40, you don't even know what I'm talking about. Right. Okay, we loaded up ahead. the
0: trucks and we moved here. And we were so excited. I was like, yeah, we're going to make this work. It's going to be great. I can't wait. Hit the streets. This is going to be great, right? Well, guess what happened? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Big fat nothing happened. (laughs) We were sitting here. We were working the plan. He was out shaking trees. I was making calls. We were working the plan. We were doing things what we thought we were supposed to be doing. I had no clients here, y'all. I had no friends here. Nobody. Yeah, come on. And I was like, I have got to get back to Houston. I missed my life. And I just started falling into this deep depression. And and I'm going to be serious here, y'all. It was rough. I never knew what depression was like until that time in my life. And I started getting in a funk. It was bad. I sat around for six months sad, feeling sorry for myself. And I'm not saying that lightly. I really did. I felt sorry for myself. So then in my brain... Because I'm a fighter. I'm not a, I'm not, I don't sit on the sidelines. I started thinking of a plan, scheming on ways to convince this man that we needed to go back to Houston.
1: Yeah, I, I, I remember those we were, schemes. Like, yeah. come on, let's get out of here. And let's then go I got back. real
0: loud about it at some point. But anyway, the point is, I regretted my decision moving here. And the problem was, I want you to hear me on this. The problem was, I kept asking God why, but he was telling me what. Uh-oh. What?
1: Say that one more time.
0: I was asking God, why? And God was telling me what? But that wasn't clear to me at the time. Now Come watch on. this. This is where it gets really interesting. So we're back in Houston and we loved our church. We loved our pastor, the pastor that married us. We loved our church. And so we went and we told him, hey, we're getting ready to go to San Antonio. And, you know, we're basically asking him for his blessing. And if he had some place he wanted to send us. And so... We didn't ask him that, though. We just told him we were moving. And then what he said to us specifically is very interesting. This is exactly what he said. He told us the name of a new church plant here, and he said, go see if y'all can help them over there. And I was like, what? That sounds really strange. I didn't ask him that. (laughs) But you know what? We went anyway. We went to that church, and right away we started serving, and we we stayed there. He was on the prayer team, and guess where I was, y'all? I was in kids. (laughs) I was kids. I was the only kids teacher. Now, some of y'all know me. Y'all know that's not really what I'm gifted for. I'm not graced for that. You'll hear church people say that when you ask them to serve somewhere. I'm not graced for that. Don't none of y'all try to say that, okay? But anyway, did I want to be in kids? No. I didn't want to be in kids. But you know what? I did my best. I did my very best to teach those 4 to 12-year-olds in one class about Jesus. That's what mattered. And you know what? I did it every Sunday. I was in kids' ministry every Sunday for six months, y'all. That's a whole nother meaning to the word purgatory, if you believe in that. But I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Take it back. Take it back. Anyway, it was rough. It was really rough. Kidding, not kidding, kidding, not kidding. Those kids were wild. Four to 12. What do you do with that, right? They were wild. They were running around. Oh, Lord. And I remember Sundays, I would tell him, babe, I'm not going. I can't do this today. I can't do this. And he would literally lay hands on me and pray, yes, you can. In Jesus' name, you go and you serve those babies. That's who God wants you. But I did it anyway. I did it anyway because I knew that was the biggest need that that little church had. Was that the desire in my heart? Absolutely not. I wanted to play church.
1: Play church? What does that mean? I wanted
0: to show up when I wanted to show up, serve when it was convenient for me, and then mind my business build my business, live my best life. That's what I wanted to do. That's pretty normal, right? That kind of sounds pretty normal, right? I wanted to build my business, but you know what? God had much bigger plans than that. So you know what he did? He started working on my heart. He started working on my heart and it was really wild because I actually started to enjoy what I was doing there. What do you know? I was like, all right, but more importantly, this is what I got from those times of serving there. I gained a love for God's church Amen. like I never had.
1: Yeah, come on. Let's go. Everything
0: good. that we do every and I'm not this doesn't make me seem like all that. Don't please don't hear that. Everything we do though, we understand there's a bigger purpose behind Amen. it. This life y'all, it doesn't end in a dirt nap. Come on. No, God did not take all the time he had, all the details. Look around you. None of us look alike. Not even my own kids look like me. I have one they say is a mini me. She don't even really look like me like that because God was very detailed in how he made every one of us. We were born on a planet that has the exact amount of oxygen, hydrogen, nitrogen, all those other gens that we need. He was specific. He had a bigger plan, a bigger purpose.
1: And so really what Pastor Karen is talking about is how God changed her priorities, mm-hmm. you know, he changed our priorities. You know, Jesus had something to say about that. Yeah. This is what Jesus said in Matthew 6, verse 33. Jesus said, but seek first, what? Yeah. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. That just means his right way of doing things, his right standing. And all these things, see all these other things, God knows you need the other things. Jesus knows you need the other things. Yeah. And all those other things, you'll get those too. But it starts with priority. You see, we've learned that principle. We've learned that principle. Still learning that principle, by the way. It's not something you ever get all the way. We're still learning it even after these 12 years of building God's church here in San Antonio. And you know what? He's still taking care of us.
0: He's still taking care of us. You know, I thought we came here... To build our business, our business. That's why we came here. That was our thought pattern. That's where we were going with that. But over time, I learned, and just like he just said, it's a process. I had to learn that God wanted us to build his business. Amen. He Amen. brought us here. We thought it was our plan. No, 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 no. God brought us here to San Antonio to build his business, to be about his Amen. business, to build Amen. his church. Amen. You know, the desires of my heart, they came into alignment with God's desires. And I really want you to hear me on this. They came into alignment with the desires of God because I said yes to serving Jesus so by serving those little kids. My yes to Jesus, it changed my heart and it brought about my real purpose in life. I thought my purpose was one thing. Mm-mm. When I said yes, God showed me, he clarified my real purpose. And not only that, when we say yes to Jesus, our hearts start to change. Our desires become God's desires. In essence, our entire lives change when we say yes to Jesus and our purpose gets a little bit more clearer.
1: Amen. And that process that she's describing, it's a fancy Bible word called sanctification. But let let me just simplify that for you real quick. Sanctification simply means we're becoming more and more like Jesus. That's all sanctification means. Okay. So don't get thrown off. I mean, you need to know what the Bible says and what that means. But what it really means is you're allowing God to keep changing and processing you to become more and more like his son. You know, when you think about it, all change is a process of some kind, right? Even if something happens instantly, we then actually have to get used to the change and how it's going to work. So even if it happens right away, we still have to, there's still a process going on, right? And you know, in that process, there's going to be times, there's going to be times when you're going to have to push against your flesh. Your flesh is simply this, your mind, your will, your emotions, what you think is best, what you want to see happen, how you feel. I had a pastor one time say, me, 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 me. I told him
0: not to do that.
1: that. That's what it's about, though. That's what it's about. Come on. And you're going to have to push past the me, 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 what I want, what I want, what I want. To see what God wants and to let him do what he wants to do in you. But here's the thing the more you do that, the more you allow God to transform you, then you can discover and actually walk in your real purpose for this life. And more good news the more you say yes to Jesus, Mm -hmm. oftentimes the easier it becomes. It's like a muscle, you're developing a spiritual muscle. The more you say yes, the more you say yes, God, I'll do this, the more you say yes, I'll follow you, the more you say yes to Jesus it becomes easier and easier for God to break down the me, me, me complex yeah. and say, you, yeah. you, you. Thank you, God. Yeah, You know, Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us that God has great plans for us. Things that are good is what it says. Yeah. You know what? This world needs more good, doesn't it? Doesn't this world need more good? And this world needs change. Change for the better. Yeah. And all of that change starts with saying yes to Jesus. Because when you say yes to Jesus, your life is changed forever. That's right. Jesus changes everything. When you say yes to Jesus, it brings salvation and it also brings healing. Yeah. It brings both. When you say yes to Jesus, the first thing that happens is that your place in heaven is now secure. Yeah. You're, you're there In fact, Romans 10 verse 9 says this. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe with your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be what? You will be saved. This verse says that when you believe with your whole heart that Jesus is who he says he is and did what he said he was going to do. And then you say that out loud and you confess that you have sin in your life and that you need a savior, you will be saved. Yeah. Yeah, saved you. from what though? What do you mean saved from? Salvation through Jesus means that you're saved from an eternity of suffering and separation from God. Yep. You see, that's what hell is. And folks, there is a heaven and there is a hell. Yeah. Whether you choose to believe that, or that, and you, you need to get with God on that, but there is a heaven And there is a hell. And one of those places is going to be your final destination when you die. But when you say yes to Jesus, you know where you're going to be spending your forever. In the presence of God, where there's a fullness of joy and peace and a love, a real love that never dies.
0: You know, saying yes to Jesus, it doesn't just stop with salvation. It doesn't just secure your place in eternity, in heaven for eternity. It's way more than that. Saying yes to Jesus allows Jesus to bring healing, hope, and love, his love, to us. And that's a love that loves over and over and over. It never stops, it never ends. It's a love that has no end. When you repent, The love forgives. And it's a love that forgives all the time. Every time you repent, it brings forgiveness. It's a love. The love of Jesus pursues us in our darkest moments. He's pursuing you Mm -hmm. in your darkest moment. That's how deep that love is. When you say yes to Jesus, he loves you anyway. But saying yes to Jesus allows that love to grow. And it's because of his great love, that Jesus also brings healing. Whatever hurts you, Jesus brings healing to that. It can be emotional. It can be physical. Whatever healing you need, Jesus brings. Isaiah 53, 5 says, By the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. Now, what they mean by these stripes, let me tell you what the stripes are in case you don't really know. The stripes of Jesus, that was when he was walking to the cross to Calvary and they were beating him and whipping him and flogging him. It tore stripes out of his flesh. And by those stripes, by his wounds, we're healed. Friend, what do you need healing for? Think about it. What do you need healing for? We all need healing what is it for? What is it that you need? Is your heart broken? Jesus has healing for that. Are you sick? Jesus has healing for that. And this is how it works. Let me explain to you the way it works. It's called the great exchange. When you say yes to Jesus, you exchange your sin for his righteousness. Righteousness, again, that's a, that's a church word and it just means right standing with God. You exchange that addiction, that habit, that thing, that thing that's kept you bound in chains. You exchange yeah. that for his freedom when you say yes to Jesus. You can leave all your burdens at the foot of the cross. When you say yes to Jesus, you can leave everything at the foot of the cross. Whatever it is that you need to offload, leave it at the cross. And the beautiful, the most beautiful thing about saying yes to Jesus is that there's absolutely no limit to his grace. Amen, amen. When you mess up again and again, go back to him. When you need to go back to him, go back to him. It doesn't matter how many times you got to go back, Jesus is there waiting for you the scripture tells us that God's mercy is new every day. It also tells us that his grace is sufficient. And it says for me, for me, his grace is sufficient for you. Amen. Whatever grace you need, he's got enough. He's got grace for you for every time you go back. Friend, God loves you. I can't say that enough. God loves you. And out of all the decisions you will ever make in your lifetime, your best yes is saying yes to Jesus. Amen. Amen. When you do that, when you say yes to Jesus, he helps you see clearly. He clarifies your real purpose in life and it changes your life forever. Will you bow your head and let me just pray. Let me pray for you. Dear God, you have been here all morning. We thank you for your presence, Lord. We know you're here. We feel your presence here. And God, I know that there are people here today that maybe they've said yes to Jesus before and they've somehow gotten a little off track. Lord, draw them back in by your Holy Spirit. Open up their eyes of enlightenment so they can see the areas that you want to change. Let them see things more clearly they've made plans, they're they're heading in a right direction or in a direction that they deem is right. Lord, show them the real path, just like you did for us, God. Show them the real path, Lord. And Father, I know, I know that there are people here that have real needs, real survival needs. Lord, I ask you to bring your peace into those situations. Push back the fear or anxiety that may be trying to envelop them, Lord, and let them feel your perfect peace your perfect peace that passes all understanding. Father, just let it surround them like a shield so that they will know that you are there. Lord, give these people, give us a tangible, a tangible show of your presence, your might, your love, and your peace. Father, we thank you for your presence. Thank you for the work that you've begun. And we know that you will bring it through to completion. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Jesus name. If you'll just keep your, your heads bowed and your eyes closed in this moment. If you're here and maybe you've said yes to Jesus before, but things have gotten a little out of whack and you want to draw a line in the sand today and come back and say yes to Jesus and say, Jesus, just bring me back in. If that's you, or maybe if you've never said yes to Jesus with your whole heart, Maybe you were like me playing church for a while. And now you know, no, God, I know there's more. Lord, I I don't know a lot about you, but I know I need you. If that's you, friend, all you have to do is pray a simple little prayer. It's a simple little prayer. And you can say it after me. Just meet it with your whole heart. And God knows your heart. He knows what you need. He knows your heart, friend. So those of you who have already received Jesus, will you please just pray it with me so we can support those that are making a decision for Jesus? Just say, Dear Lord. Dear Lord. I repent of my sin.
1: I repent of my sin.
0: I ask you to forgive me.
1: I ask you to forgive me.
0: Come into my heart.
1: Come into my heart.
0: I make you my Lord and Savior.
1: I make you my Lord and Savior.
0: In Jesus' name. In Jesus'
1: name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: If you prayed that prayer, we believe that you got born again, and we want to help you in that walk. It's called a faith walk, a journey walk with Christ. So in the back right corner, there's someone that will be there to pray for you, and also they have a booklet to give you about your next steps as you walk out your faith in God.
1: And can we just celebrate that for anybody that made that decision today? Yes. Wow. says your name. says your name has been written in the book of life right now. Yeah. Wow, that's something to, something to celebrate That's something to celebrate
0: If God is transforming your life Through this ministry Join us in reaching others By partnering with us today You can give at pursuitchurchsa.com/give. Thank you for listening And remember to follow us To enjoy more messages like this